Radio. Open wide, it's mouth time with Reductress. I'm Quen. And I'm Div. And we're just two girls who share what our heads are thinking by moving our mouths. Blah, 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 blah. On today's episode, here's what we'll be mouthing about. It's Mom Appreciation Week, which is totally different from Mother's Day. How to put your hand on his tummy to show that you own him. And a visit from our favorite 60-something comedian, Linda Schmoltz. We're editors of Reductress, the only source for women's style, news, entertainment, divorce, remarriage, divorce, and cool TV recaps. What happened last week? (laughs) Only the person who writes about it will tell you. So it's been another cray-cray week at the Reductress office. Yeah, we've been dealing with a ton of smuffs on Twitter. Ugh, I hate smuffs. Oh, we should probably explain to people who don't live on Twitter what smuffs are. Oh, right. So those of you at home can't see this, but smuff is an internet slang acronym that stands for social media user hurting my feelings. The M is silent in this acronym. Yeah. And these smuffs have just been all up in my mentions all week being super mean about an article I wrote about how all diets are bad and you should just eat whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And while I technically don't agree with you, the smuffs reaction was really uncalled for. Well, you should just read the article because my argument is that we wouldn't even need to diet if the government wasn't injecting us with vaccines that make us crave carbs. I hadn't heard that, but I do agree that the food pyramid is evil. There's just too many foods on there. Who can eat all that in a week? Oh, um, Quinn, I actually think that that's for a day. <laughs> what? No. Okay, that's proof that that our government is corrupt. You know, we agree there. I mean, they just want us to be fat and stupid so they can sell us more fracking for oil. Oh, Right. Is that like when you do a shot, but then you spray all the alcohol out through your teeth on the bartender? No, Quinn, those are chemtrails. Fracking is big oil and it's bad. Oh, I hate big oil. Luckily, I have like teensy pores I inherited from my great grandmama, who was a Prussian queen named Sylvia Gusta. Ugh, you're so lucky. My grandma is like a real life smuff. She can be so mean to me when I post controversial shit all over her wall. Like online no like her actual walls but she's a hoarder so i'm gonna inherit a ton of cool shit from her cute and now it's time for this week's theme mom Mom appreciation Appreciation week Week. we've been celebrating all over the office because it's actually a pretty special week people think it's a lot like mother's day okay but it's not Okay, because Mother's Day is a day where you celebrate your mother mom appreciation week is a week where you appreciate your mom Duh. People can be so ignorant when it comes to women's issues. Yeah. Like Mother's Day is all about flowers and brunch. And Mom Appreciation Week is like a coffee table book and breakfast for dinner. Mother's Day is like, I love you, mom. And Mom Appreciation Week is like, no, but I love you, mom, over and over again for seven days until she finally gets it. So needless to say, we're appreciating our moms in the office this week by showing them that we care in little ways. Which is nothing like we we did on Mother's Day. For example, I shared a photo of my mom when she was still hot. Mom, if you're listening, you were beautiful. Ugh. Last year, I accidentally got my mom a Mother's Day card for Mom Appreciation Week. Ugh, that's humiliating. I was a girl then. I'm a woman now. Are you? Not really. I'm not tall enough. Anyway, this theme is the perfect opportunity to say on this podcast, I love my mom. Oh, that is so brave of you. 
Well, yeah. I would love to say that I love my mom's no longer functioning car, which is where she likes to nurse the stray cats that follow her around. Mom, if you're listening, I was planning on eating that cat food that you stole. Come on, Div. It's Mom Appreciation Week. Can't you tell your mom something you appreciate about her? <sighs> Fine. I appreciate how she sneaks into my apartment to shave her legs and clog my drain. Keeps me on my toes. And I appreciate how my mom is literally so pretty and so generous and fun and like really sexy. Oh my God, Quinn, are you crying? I just appreciate my mom this week. Well, I guess it's a good thing that it's Mom, mom Appreciation Week. When? Deb. Did you know that Things comes in different styles with different levels of protection? Uh, of course I did, but maybe you can tell the tiny people inside this microphone. Okay, I will. So Things has some styles that are designed for more heavy days, like their sport and high waisters, which is good because sometimes I bleed so hard that I black out a few times a day. That's why I keep all this raw bison by my desk. And the cheeky boy short and thong styles are made for your lighter days, which is good because I usually only bleed for a few minutes and then I'm like done for the month. You can really mix and match with these styles depending on how you want to use them as backup, as your main squeeze or just to hang on the wall and admire. And you can help support this podcast by taking $5 off your order with promo code REDUCTRESS. Have you even tried this yet? You can save money and prove to us that you're eating the whole podcast, not just parts of it. Go to shethinks.com right now and get those panties. Get them. Okay, this is our favorite segment in the show and it's called The The Mouthwash. And this is where we talk about the blindingly fresh headlines on the site that we're capital U obsessed with. This week, we're talking about an article by Maggie Bauer called Five Hand Placements on Your Boyfriend's Stomach to Make Sure Everyone Knows You Own Him. Okay, this headline is legit my new Bible. Me too. I'm putting it in the nightstand drawers of every hotel I can find. Okay, that's sisterhood. This article is all about strategic hand placement for sending a message to let everyone know that your man is not for sale because you already bought him. I can't really reach Chab's stomach, so sometimes I'll just have him bring a step stool to a party so I can fully reach him so I can do these power moves. See, part of what I love about these hand placements is how nonviolent they are. Before this, I used to actually brand my men. Like, trademark them? Yeah, I would help them with their their social media and everything. That's but great. I would also with a branding iron. And it just wasn't working. Well, yeah, because it's like super violent. No, it was actually too erotic. And this is not about sex, no matter how much sex we're having while I'm doing it. Huh. One time a woman came near Chab and I put my hands on his stomach to be like, back off Chab's mom. And she was like, cool. Got it. FYI, Mom Appreciation Week has nothing to do with appreciating other people's moms. Yeah, that's what Mother's Day is for. Duh. Mom Appreciation Week is all about saying no other mom is better than my mom and I will do anything for my mommy. Quinn, seriously, you're crying again? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, this is our favorite part of the show because it's a game we like to call Tickle Tickle Fight. Fight. In this game, we tickle each other and see who wins. I always win. Yeah, you do. One, One, two, two, three, tickle fight. fight. Oh, ah, ah, not my hand. No, no, I'm dying. I'm dying. Say the safe word. (laughs) No, stop. It's the name of my dead childhood dog. No, oh, not my hands. Oh, ouch. It ouch. rhymes with butt cancer. Yeah. And now moving to your wrist. No, my wrists are so ticklish. I hate <laughs> you. No, I oh hate you. Gwen, you just use the H word. I'm sorry. I just got scared. My wrists are insured for $8,000. Wow. 
Well, his name is Mutt Dancer. And that was Tickle Fight. I win. Okay, so a lot of people ask us, can women even be funny? And we did not know the answer until we thought about this one woman who has shown us like, yeah, women or at least one woman can't be funny. So we are so super excited to have our next guest on. She's a legendary stand-up comedian, the only funny woman in the whole wide world. And you may have seen her on her cable show. Yeah, I got opinions. Please welcome Linda, Linda Schmoltz. Hello, ladies. <laughs> That's my catchphrase. Hello, ladies. Ah, It's so fun to hear it. You are so funny. I can't believe you're here. I I I was stopping through. You know, I I love to see. I love to uh, you know take part in something this this neat this pod pod this podcast podcast. Uh, That's something I've never done. It's really exciting for me. That's so good. And you took your private coach bus all the way here from Long Island. Well, if you, if you call a bolt bus coach, then a private coach, then yes, I did. I don't have a private coach. She loves bolt bus. <laughs> I just pay the $10 and take the bolt. She loves it. Oh, my God. Oh, you're so funny. So we we love... Oh, Quinn is very small. Yeah, so the, you're the best audience. I just... I'm so sorry. I just... I literally think you're the funniest person in the whole world. And I'm right. uh, You are. I I think I am, too. They measured it, right? Those scientists measured your funniness. That's right. Scientists actually measured my funniness against uh, uh, several men and women. And, uh, you know, according to the science, I did fall kind of, you know, below the 50 percentile in comparison to the male comedians. Right. And then Uh, the women, the other women just didn't even register. Not even close. They couldn't study. I am uh, top of my game as far as female comedy. And, and, you know, I've come up with a lot of very uh, strong, strong women comedians so I am honored that I have been scientifically analyzed in that way and, yeah. uh, oh my you know. gosh so your career first kicked off when you became the resident comedian of the Rusty Bucket out in Ronkonkoma uh, can you tell us about the first time you got on stage there uh, Ronkonkoma oh gosh the Rusty Bucket boy oh boy <laughs> uh, let me just take a little uh, trot down uh Trot down memory lane. Uh, let's oh. see. Ron Kakuma was so... Uh, the audiences were horrible at, at Rusty Bucket. I mean, they used to throw a, a chicken chicken bones at me. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I, I was only 15, you know? I was 15 years old coming in as a stand-up comedian, and they would young. actually throw chicken bones at my body. And as I understand it, it is a vegan dive bar, so they had to bring those chicken it bones with vegan, them. It is vegan, so people would eat chicken at home and bring, bring it. it to the Rusty Bucket just to throw at me because they knew that I was up every uh, Wednesday and Thursday nights. Well, because it's a fishing town, so it was even like double, yeah. double insult. Exactly. It was. It was a rough go. I did not. You know, I, I I learned very quickly how savvy you have to be for a tough audience, for an adult audience. So wow. you know, I guess you could say when I was fifteen, I was going on thirty-seven. Wow. Uh, my my comedy had already developed. Uh, you know, as fast as my my double D's. Yeah. We- <laughs> That's right. I was oh born God. with them. I died. Oh. so funny. Gwen is small, so, so the laughter affects her more. Funny. Um, I, I've been wondering, I mean, like, you're, we don't know anything about comedy. So, like, how do, you, how do you become a comedian? 
Oh, boy, it's it's a it's a grueling process. Uh, it's, you know, it, 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 you laugh, but it, I'll tell you right now, it, there are parts that are not funny. For example, uh, you know, I had to put up with a lot of abuse oh. from uh, from audiences and uh, bus drivers, and you know, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a a comedian that likes to experience the things that I'm talking about. So yeah. I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of bus comedy. I do a lot of bathroom comedy. I do a lot of, uh, Holiday Inn express comedy. That's, those are kind of like my scenes. That's yeah. where I kind of exist. So, so I like to bring it to my jokes. Uh, and you know, it's, it's not easy to be around that kind of, uh, in that, in those worlds. They're difficult worlds. Yeah. We actually have this photo of you from one of the early days of comedy where you're actually, it looks like the audience is lighting you on fire. Oh God, this oh one. God. Oh God. Tough crowd. Oh boy. Oh, it's so, it's so embarrassing to see. What happened? Where uh, was this? And, uh, and, and how how do you look so good now? Because you are on fire in oh, that picture. Honey, surgery, ah. surgery. <laughs> oh, you think I get this way naturally? No, 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 no. I come from a long line of very long-breasted women, uh, so I had to go through the under the knife several times. The shortening, uh, yes, breast shortening. That's right. I did a, a breast shortening surgery, and I did uh, the uh, the ass um, tightening where. They they, they just go in and they, they snip some of the skin out of the top of the ass and they pull it up. Wow. Uh, um, I've done a whole thigh tuck and that's, that's where on my a, feet. That's where they make a second knee in the middle of your, that's your leg. Right. Tuck your that's thigh. That's right. I don't know if they still do those surgeries, uh, but you know, I got mine they in They definitely Rico. don't. I've looked into it. It's, it's yeah. like super legal. I did it in the 80s, you know, back when uh, Lisa <laughs> Lampanelli was I, still... Uh, Still a chubbo. I was getting my surgeries first. <laughs> and I, I do love your book. I did it in the 80s. That is like one of my favorite things and that's paper. I, Thank you. That's so funny. I love that book, but I love your book. I thought it in the 90s. Uh, both of those books were were quintessential, uh, uh, you know, experiences. My, the, the 80s was when I did everything. Yeah. And the 90s. Believe it or not, was when I thought That's of right. everything that I that I do. Yeah, you met a man who told you that he was the Dalai Lama, but he was not. He was but not. It was still a spiritual moment that changed your life. That's right. You know, I'll tell you what. Never follow men. Whoa. Okay, wow. just don't ever do it. Woo. I made my mistake, <laughs> and I I am a feminist, so you, you know I, I I do believe you just you you cut them completely out of your lives, and things are going to be better. That's right, because you followed him for a year, and he he had you do a year of silence, which really affected your comedy during that time. What kind of jokes were you telling when you weren't speaking? Uh, he, uh you know, I I uh, I always say a, a good time to keep your mouth shut is when you're being robbed. So I, I was, you know, at the time. That is so funny. Uh, I was doing a lot of uh, comedy. I was writing a lot and uh, writing a lot about uh, how to keep my dang yapper shut uh, or else, you know, something bad was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go into detail. Yeah, we have a picture of you on stage you. with an overhead projector sort of showing, I did. I got, showing your jokes. Yeah, I got a little bit into some comic uh, comic drawings and, and, and that wasn't as successful as you might think it would because you know i'm, I'm no. terrible with my hands oh my god uh, Wait, I've, okay so i've got a question 
Because one of your more well-known jokes is like that really dirty one about kangaroos on a date. Like, how did you even think about that? Like, how do you even get inspiration for that Kanga joke? Well, you know, just like I say in my my uh, book, I did it in the 80s. I dated a, a string of mammals. Wow. I had my manager at the time. Uh, her name was Cindy Iskowitz. That's my manager in the 1980s. And I said, you know what, Cindy? Get me out on a date with a kangaroo. And then the next day, I want a date with a grizzly bear. No. Set it up and I will do it. And <laughs> I've been reality treated by TV the kangaroo. Was around then because that would have been just amazing. To oh watch. my god, honey, from your mouth to God's dick. <laughs> God's dick. It's funny because she said it because it's, it's a little so different. Funny. But it's, it's a also little dirty. different, but it's kind of the same. But that's it's dirty. my thing. Oh my god, you, you are kind of like a dirty comedian. You'll talk about sex and stuff like that, but part of it's because you've had fourteen husbands and some of them at the same time. Oh uh, boy, fourteen. Uh, yeah, uh, fifteen well, if you don't count my brother. I. I don't. Um, oh, I uh, feel like I don't know if that was a joke or if it's something that was real. But I loved it. It was so funny. It was really funny. <laughs> it was both. Oh, my um, God. Who were some of your favorite husbands and why? Oh, boy. This is a tough one. Uh, none of them. <laughs> I hate Men are bad. People are unhappy. Oh, no. And, and you know what? I... For the most part, I, I, I married for the jokes. I married because I knew I would get good material out of it. That's, that's you know, that's my life. I just literally, I spend my life experiencing things for the joke. That's it. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah, we, we saw the footage of you doing a set at your own wedding, at your 11th wedding. Oh, are you kidding? That was the best audience I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> best audience I have ever had was at my, my fourth wedding. I, I, did, I did a set at every single one of my weddings. Right, uh, a few right. of those weddings took place in a courthouse, so I really had to push you know, for laughs. But um, the one wedding that I did do, my, my fourth wedding, uh, it was... Uh, an amazing, it was an amazing time because, you know, we had, uh, my, my husband at the time was, uh, wealthy enough to, uh, get an open bar. So, uh, it was nothing but alcoholics and everybody was so hammered that we just went, we, I, I just went so blue. I mean, I just crushed what? all of my dick jokes and my cock jokes and my, you know, and they're, you they're all, jokes. you crushed yes. the cock joke. I crushed all of my cock jokes. Do you have any jokes you could tell us now? I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh, yeah, but, but like, tell us a joke. But like, tell us your best jokes. All right. Well, here's here's a joke. Uh, I uh, I was uh, 15 when I started my first job as a uh, as a, a, a server. <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I, was, I was 15 when I was starting my first job as a, a server at the Denny's, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Denny's. who, who <laughs> love Denny's, and who was my first husband? Denny. <gasps> I still have it with the younger audience. Oh my it's God, amazing. No, we connect to it. You're so well. unbelievable. You're just like Joan Rivers, but like if she like 
made less sense, but somehow more sense. And was uh, Joan is oh, and and Joan is of course a peer of mine, and and I would never, I would never disrespect her. But one thing that she didn't have that I did was, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of um, uh, ambition. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, she got famous. And I, I, you know, I've been working the local scene. And now there, there is some valor to work in the local scene for your entire, your entire career. But, you know, I, I never got on, I, I barely ever stepped onto a, a TV set. Yeah. Although you were offered your own sitcom pretty much yeah. right after you turned 18, you were offered a sitcom called Young Mom and you turned it down because you said that you'd rather it would conflict with your sets at the Rusty Bucket. Well, and, and, you know, Young Mom was actually, uh, you know, it was a, a low budget, uh, soft core, uh, porn on, on the, on the, uh, Cinemax, the, uh, the network called Cinemax. So yeah. it had nothing to do with comedy. And I thought, you know, is this a career opportunity for me? Should I take advantage of it? Or is it going to send me in the wrong direction? And ultimately, you know, uh, I, I sat down with, um, my, my mother and, and, and I sat down with my sister and I, and we talked about, talked it through. And I thought, you know, what? I'm going to stick with Ron Konkuma. You know, you, you have been in the news though, uh, several times. One, one time that you were in the news was the, the notorious fact about you is that you don't, you've never had a taste of alcohol. And some people actually say that your descriptions of the taste of alcohol and your jokes and the experiences of being drunk are wildly inaccurate and maybe even like a, a crime because of how wrong they are. And it detracts from the comedy. Um, and you've been, you know, kind of had some viral videos that have gone viral for that purpose. What, What's that like to be in the news for those reasons? Well, you know what I always say, uh, you know, the nicest thing about the future is that you may not have one. <laughs> so, <laughs> in, in terms, you know, whenever I make, you know, whenever I make jokes about things I don't know about, for example, drinking any amount of alcohol or doing any amount of drugs, I just try really hard to identify with the experience of, uh, you know, a lot of my friends who went through those, uh, those kinds of things. And I, I just, I, I say, I, I hear them. And what I hear is when, I drink, I become, uh, you know, I, I, I recognize that I become extremely intelligent, like a super powered, uh, intelligent being. And, and that's kind of what I'm hearing when people talk about alcohol. Yeah, I love that one joke you have. That's yeah, like, that one joke. oh, I, when I when I sleep with my husband, I have to get so drunk that I remember the names of all the state capitals. That's that's right. I, yeah. my, my favorite uh -huh. my favorite drinking joke is one where it says, "Sometimes when I'm about to do something I'm kind of scared of, I'll drink a whole bottle of vodka and youch, that's spicy." I, actually, <laughs> so the, funny. the joke is, uh, uh, "Youch, I want to write a novel." <laughs> so smart! I yeah. forgot the joke. Oh my God, she forgot. It's all she's right. too it, small. It, you know, there's so many of them. Um, I I was wondering, like, people always talk about like their friends in the biz. Like, who are your friends in the biz? Oh gosh, who? All of this my friends. friends, my closest, dearest friends. If I, you know, I hate to name drop, but I'm going to do it now. You know, I got uh, Abraham Levy. 
Yeah. Uh, love him. He has been, you know, know my comrade. He he and I go way back. He's an old comedy friend and we did the stand up circuit, uh, all the Holiday Inn Express, uh, Paramus stand up circuits. Uh, is that just the one? That's just the one. Okay. Uh, but we did it for, for years together. Uh, then we did, I I got Mendel Iskowitz. I don't know if y'all know who, um, no, the rabbi is. He is a rabbi and has, is he also a Media? No, he's just a rabbi. Uh, but I love him, and uh, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of rabbis. Um, Shmuel Kessler, I don't know. Again, I hate to name drop, but Shmuel Kessler is an amazing organist. He plays the I organ, and I, uh, I actually met him in Times Square when I was uh, performing as Elmo uh, in oh. Times Square, and he was doing an organ thing out there that was years ago in the nineties. <laughs> And so you were thinking you about were it. You dressed as Elmo. I, I was he dressed was playing as Elmo. an organ. That's right. In he, Times Square, he, he brought was, it with him. Or he it was brought there, an organ, a and full organ. It was a beautiful pipe organ set up right in the middle of Times Square. And again, this is in the eighties when you know oh, organ right. material Times Square was, was full, exactly just art, yeah, just art and artistic. Yeah, I, I also know Ariana Grande. Uh, what? Her and I are very, very close. I've actually written uh, for her some of songs? her songs. That's right. Wow. wow. Oh, that really explains her one song, uh, My Ugly Husband, I Gotta Drink Some Spicy Vodka. That's yeah, that, right. That, that Never got onto an album, but that it also did explains it. her other song that she just sometimes does a cappella in concerts, which is, I'm 67 years old, but I ain't dead yet. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> That's it right. like, seem like a really like out there metaphor that I was like, cool. But I love debt. Yeah, well, I you know, there's one that I really cherish. It's a ballad, and uh, it's called... Um, um, uh, which which is bigger, my nose or my breasts? Oh, and so funny. it was a beautiful ballad. It's great, and especially for her because like both of hers are very small, very tiny, very tiny. Actually, it's funny because Ariana and Quen are third, third, third cousins. It's true. Wow. We're triple third cousins. Amazing. You know what I always say: uh, money will buy you a fine dog, but peanut butter, butter will make will it lick it off your crotch. crotch. <laughs> I have that on a t-shirt. It's so funny. Tip always is wearing that shirt. I am always. It's stapled to my body. It was a whole thing. Um, Don't go to Burning Man a week early. That's all I'll say. Mm. Um, So we are actually very observant people. We're like so observant. We're just always like telling what's going on. And what you do is like observational comedy. And we thought maybe we would uh, tell you some of our hot takes or or if you could give us your hot takes. And we'll we'll tell you what we observed and you can like give us a one a one line hot take. Yeah, because like we're at the observational part of it. But the comedy part is yet to come. Okay, because we don't know how to do it. Okay. Okay, here's our first observation. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's actually a lot of differences between men and women. And one huge difference that I've noticed is that, uh, men are, uh, men drink coffee and women drink ice coffee. Wait, okay, what about this one? Okay, this is like a weird one that I've noticed. We just like noticed. We were like we just writing down things. like, what do we notice? And this and is one of them. And I don't know. Maybe these aren't true for people, but like it seems like men don't ask for directions. And neither do women. So we are the same in that. 
That's so funny. Oh my God. You're so good at this. Like it just comes out of you. It just comes out. It just flows right out. Oh my God. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, Hollywood is all screwed up. Uh, and so am I when I drink so many Bloody Marys, like 15 Bloody Marys. Oh my so God. Many. No, I that's love so many. I love it. No one could ever drink that many because they're full of garnish. Okay. Oh. Here, here's the last, here's the last one. Uh, what, what's going on with Bill Clinton? Well, he's definitely getting a BJ from his wife, Hillary. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I heard something about a beach. That's Once. so fresh and timely. We love it. Hey, Linda, we are hoping you would stick around and play a game with us. I would love to. I love games. I'm notoriously bad at them, but I love to play. Them. That's right. Oh you came gosh. out with a board game in the late 80s called I'll Try it. it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And and the problem was though that there were no instructions. There's it was no just like and no game pieces. Yeah, there were just, just like eight it. dice in there, you, and you're you like, try, like try, it. try, try. Yeah, I thought it was very inventive. It was. It was. Me and my family used to play that whenever we were talking, which was not often. Okay, so this game we think you're gonna like it. It's called Crazy, Crazy Sexy, Sexy Uncool, and basically in this game we're gonna name three things, and you have to decide which one is crazy which one is sexy and which one your mom totally should have warned you about because it is very uncool okay great i have a, a wonderful relationship with my mother so i well I, it's I, mom appreciation week so make sure you're telling her that you appreciate her every day i will try okay first uh, round leather jackets fleece jackets and book jackets i'm gonna say uh book jackets are Sexy, yeah, because uh, like, it's like what you wear in little book. Yeah, like oh, oh baby, like, let me take off that. You can yes. take it off Slip in it off. public, and you're like, I'll do it. You're I want to see naked. that hard cover underneath, or soft, or soft. Have you the soft, the soft books have book jackets? I don't know. They should. They should. Uh, leather jackets are crazy because you know they they are made out of animal flesh. Yeah, that is crazy. That's, That's a true. true. That's not your Fact. skin. That's not that's not my skin and is some animals. And as you know, I dated a string of animals. So that's I, I right. That's and we did know that you to tell us. And that. I'm going to go with uh, uh, uncool is the fleece one because it actually does keep you very warm. I have several fleeces in my closet. As wow. We speak. I wear them a lot. Wow. So that's like a different interpretation of the word uncool. And I love it. Oh, does uncool mean something else besides actually warm? No, let's say warm. We'll say yeah, what we'll say, warm. we'll say what's warm. Got Crazy it. sexy warm. Crazy okay. sexy warm. Okay, so here's here's the next one. Jocks. Nerds. Teachers. Oh boy. <laughs> this is a tough one because I hate them all. Ah! Uh, let's go with teachers. Uh teachers are the sexiest uh, of all, yeah, I would say they they often um, you know have little flings in there in the janitor's closet. I suppose that's yeah. what I hear. That's right. You had that joke about Mary Kay Letourneau. What was it? It was like it was. Oh boy, I wish I was Mary Kay Letourneau. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got. Uh, we, let's uh, nerds. Nerds are probably the crazy ones because you know nerds they they are they are actually oftentimes clinically unhealthy. I never talk to them. Yeah, oh. Quinn actually can't hear them. It's not that I she's ignoring them. I'm she just has a medical ignoring condition them. I just she like, can't. literally can't 
hear them. She physically can't hear them. And they should just speak up or fix me and become a doctor, like whatever. Well, a lot of times they do become doctors, you know, and they are the, you know, they are the more successful breed of human. And they shouldn't uh, be doctors because they're crazy. That's true, but they're often very sick in the head. Uh, jocks are the most uncool. Jocks are very warm. They That's do a lot true. of sports. They exercise, so they they're exercise, warm. So they sweat. They're uncool. Okay, next round. Uh, three different colas. Oh, baby. Which cola? Yeah, just some three RC colas. cola, generic cola out of like a gun at a bar, and just like and like co- cola, cola. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go with the the craziest. The, I'll go go with cola as the craziest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go with uh. The 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 other cola as uh, uh, uncool makes sense. There's there is warm cola. Yeah. Uh, in in my pantry, I keep a whole case. Of it. I actually prefer my cola warm. Uh, That's right. You came out with a line of cola in the eighties called yeah, I prefer warm my cola, cola warm. warm. I love warm beverages. Uh, and uh, the third uh, uncool no uh, 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 sexy sexy. Co- sexy would have to be cola. Oh wow, that's good. That's crazy that's and good. sexy. That was and a uncool. Okay, we've got one last one for you, and it's my mom, your mom. And Div's mom, in honor of Mom Appreciation Week. What's crazy? Oh what's sexy? And what's overheated? Well, uh, I will go with um, I, uh, my mom. Uh, my mom is is on her last leg. She's very, very old, and therefore very cold. <laughs> Oh, Old and cold. Uh, appreciate her, but but boy, is she hanging on by a thread. Uh, so sh- I'm going to go with crazy for her because she is she's a little bit senile at this point. That's so funny. So funny. Uh, we got funny. my mom for crazy. Uh, let's go with uh, Div's mom for sexy. I don't know. She is. is. She is. She's a she sex really she is. is. She's always she rolling is. around and on the that floor makes going to leave meow. my oh. mom because my mom's always in a jacuzzi. So she is pretty warm. Oh, gosh. I wish I had a jacuzzi. Oh, my gosh. We've got a couple. Maybe we could loan you one. I would yeah, we can. you can rent it out at the desk. Just talk to Cordy. I've actually never been in one. Really? Wow. Why not? I, 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 I don't know. I just have never had access. You're just too... You're, you're just too, too true to your roots. Yeah, that's right. Being that's just exactly right. Borscht belt, but like on Long Island. I'm, I'm gonna, that's my the title of my next book. Never been in a jacuzzi. <laughs> our game and it was called crazy Crazy, sexy sexy, uncool all right this last segment is our favorite segment and it's called spill Spill it it. this is where we get to talk about our cool stuff coming up quen do you have anything to plug yeah i'm taking a a maze class tomorrow at the spa oh do you mean lamaze quen are you preg no i'm not I'm not pregnant, but apparently I'm like a dangerously shallow breather. So I'm going to go to the class and see what breathing or whatever is all about. Come watch me pass out. Cool. And I want to plug the art installation I'm doing in the bathroom of the Natural History Museum. Hopefully they'll keep it because it only uses natural materials, if you know what I mean. Huh. I mean poop. Cool. 
Linda, do you have anything to plug? Oh, yes. I, I, I You know, I'm going to be doing stand-up for the next five days in uh, the men's bathroom of the Broken Spoke from 8.47 p.m. to 9.15 p.m. Okay, so please come to the men's bathroom, even if you're a woman. Oh, wow. wow. We will do. And uh, anything else you want to plug? Yes, I want everyone to go and see uh, there is a a young comedian who does a character named Bonnie. She's a little girl and she does, uh, you know, a late night talk show. And it's at the Magnet Theater in May. You can look her up. It's it's called uh, uh, Before Bedtime with Bonnie. Wow. Sounds great. We're definitely going to do that. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us. You My seriously pleasure. cracked us up. Yeah. Like, we like are hurt. Quinn is broken we, in half. I'm broken in half. Oh, well, let laughter mend you. <laughs> and that's our show. Tune in next week where we finally celebrate Easter. This was Mouth Time with Reductress, brought to you by the Sideshow Network. Written by Beth Newell, Sarah Papalardo, Nicole Silverberg, and Anna Dresen. Special thanks to our producer, Maria Spurdelosi, and our guest, Jana Schmiedling. Check out Reductress.com for more and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.